We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into our weekly visit with Ben Mintz, Barstool Sports. Uh, Ben's been doing this every single week. All year as we uh, record this on a Tuesday afternoon, it's November the 22nd, a couple of days, like about 48 hours as we record this before the Egg Bowl, Ole Miss and Mississippi State wrapping up the regular season at uh, Vaught-Hemingway. Obviously, that's not the storyline that everyone is focused on, but they will play a football game and there will be a lot of other football games. And uh, Ben has been kind enough all season long to go through the college slate, go through the NFL slate, help uh, all of us with some uh, little betting tip here and there. So, Ben, as always, man, thanks so much for doing this all year. This has been great. Oh, yeah, I always enjoy it. Look, Neil, I love coming on here, and uh, I love the audience you have with Ole Miss fans, and it's great to get to reach them through this. And, hey, man, you always – anytime I come on and talk some football and gambling, I'm always always all for it. So, thanks for having me. Um, I guess I'll ask you real quick, do you have any uh, kind of thoughts on Lane Kiffin? If in, in the event that this is the end, uh, what, how will you reflect on his time at Ole Miss? And do you have any thoughts on what they what would happen moving forward? And is there any part of you that thinks maybe he ends up staying? Well, yeah, look, I, my, I feel like, and this is something that's maybe people know this about me, like I'm probably a little bit too much of an eternal optimist just at heart in general. And I feel like it's a good way to look at life like I feel like I'm a glass half full guy and I try to always like make the best of everything and it's like playing honestly it's like playing mental gymnastics a lot like how can you look for the good in really crappy situations you know but uh this thing like the only thing that I'd say positive I don't know anything that anybody else doesn't know I'm not going to sit here and say that I just know the way the coaching carousel and rumors and the agents and everything like I still believe no one like knows anything like firmly concrete and maybe I'm wrong we'll see uh obviously I could tell the public sentiment disagrees with me heavily and I don't know like I said I don't know anything that's like saying oh I know he's gonna stay I just feel like no one knows anything when it comes to stuff I remember when Brian Kelly went to LSU last year nobody had a had the first clue it's just there's so much posturing going on with agents and ADs and coaches for money that you know, I just don't know. And maybe that's me having rose colored glasses. 
and maybe I'm just about to eat it. I'm not coming out here on your program and saying, oh, I know Lane's going to stay at Ole Miss. I don't know that. But until I see him announce that Auburn officially, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not giving up either. Uh, okay, Ben. So here, here's the as, the question as we start the college slate. Uh, we start on Thursday night, Mississippi State, Ole Miss. Uh, the Rebels, as of this moment, a two-and-a-half-point favorite. They obviously have all the Lane Kiffin distractions, um, all that stuff going on. Mississippi State's lost this game two years in a row. There are some Mike Leach rumors flying around. I don't think they're true, but they continue to fly around about his health and might he retire at the end of this season. Uh, weird game. How do you sort of um, how do you sort of see this one playing out? Man, this is just it's too hot to touch when you look at it. Like I think Ole Miss matches up well with State, and it's supposed to rain. And the thing is, State doesn't have a very good running game, and Ole Miss can run the ball well. So you know, we saw last year uh, when it was really windy and cold how much Will Rogers struggled with that. And so I think that helps Ole Miss. But when you look at the rivalry part of this thing, I mean, State needs this so bad. They've lost the last couple. And everything that's going on around Lane, it's like, it like I feel like I if it was if the Lane stuff wasn't going on, I think I'd like Ole Miss. But it's just like oh, there's too many weird dynamics in a rivalry game to take Ole Miss here. So I'm gonna sit back and cheer for the Rebels. What I think. Okay. Um. Yeah. I, I'll be honest here. At this point, I kind of like Mississippi State plus the two and a half, but I'm not. I'm not positive. Yeah, I would never go against us, though. You know, like I'm. I'm the type that'll never publicly go against us. And I, the thing is, State. I think we match up pretty well against them. Like I said, if they had like a real, like the old school State teams that had the dominant D lines and the physical running games, we'd be in trouble. But that's not really how this team's designed. Some Friday games of interest, some, some really good Friday games, actually. Uh, Baylor coming off of that heartbreaking loss to TCU. They had them beat and let it get away, and now they got to go to Austin to play a Texas team that looked really good against Kansas last week. Did Texas cover nine points? Uh, so, so you said Tech, yeah, I think they can. I just think Baylor got their hearts ripped out last week in that TCU game, that rivalry game, and I just don't know what you're going to have left from Baylor on a short week here. Uh, Texas has been hard for me to read. You know, they, they, I mean, I said on here last week, I like Kansas and Texas just crushed them. Um, but I'm kind of thinking Texas is going to win this and finish strong here is what my instincts are telling me. Huge game in the AAC. Uh, your guys from New Orleans, Tulane, go to Cincinnati. Uh, I'm a huge Luke Fickle fan. You know that. And I'm a big Willie Frist fan too. This is going to be a good game. Two really good coaches, good programs. Since he's a two-point home favorite, this has a chance to be a fun game. Yeah, it does. And over under 46 and a half. I think it's going to be a physical defensive game, like a 2017 23 20 game. I know that's not the highest over under, but I would lean under. Just both these teams playing the winner gets to host the American Athletic Conference Championship. This is rarefied air for Tulane. I mean, can you imagine them hosting the AAC title game in New Orleans? Uh, what a story that would be. Hard to go against Fickle and Cincinnati in this game, though, with like their big game background you know we saw them make the playoffs last year they've been the standard bearer best team best program in this conference the last few years so it's one of those spots where my heart's cheering for Tulane but my head's not gonna bet a cent on them I might take this under uh let's see big game in the MAC kind of Central Michigan Eastern Michigan Central Michigan a two-point favorite uh NC State North Carolina NC State's a six and a half point dog <sighs> Just rivalry game, I might take the points, but NC State has so much trouble scoring. Uh, North Carolina got caught bad looking ahead last week. Horrible home loss to Georgia Tech. Uh, my whole thing on this rivalry week, though, if I don't have an opinion on a game winning down, I'm just taking the points. So I might take the six and a half here. 
Uh, all right, Arkansas-Missouri, not really a rivalry game. They've tried to make it one. It's not. They play each other at the end of the year. That's the extent of the rivalry. Arkansas, a three-point favorite coming off the big win against Ole Miss in uh, Fayetteville. Missouri's been weird all season. They're getting three. The money line on this is, yeah, it tells you Vegas doesn't really care. It's a plus 125 for uh, Mizzou. You got any thoughts on Hogs? And this, one's a, this one's a hard one to read. I mean, Arkansas certainly, even that, I mean, if KJ had played, they'd have beaten LSU. They obviously played great and crushed Ole Miss last week. Seems like they're finishing strong. They're bowl eligible, and they're kind of playing hard for Pittman. Uh, Missouri does have an underrated defense, but – I'm probably I'm probably gonna just pass on this one. You know I me. Mean? I just hate taking the road favorites. It's just not my style. Iowa can get to the Big Ten title game by beating Nebraska. That's all they got to do. I think they'll do it. Will they beat them by more than ten and a half? I just can't lay ten and a half with Iowa when their offense is that bad. I just I, I think I will win the game, but I just you got more money than I do if you can lay double digits of how bad that offense is. UCLA loses a heartbreaker, man. A heartbreaker. They oh, 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 I had that I had UCLA 10 to 1 pack 12 to go down. Oh, I mean, what a what a loss for them. And now they got to go to Berkeley and play a Cal team that's kind of whatever. It's 10 point line. Might be a spot here, right? I mean, if you have enough faith that Cal could do something. I do. I just think that where's what's this is the spot, the time of year. Like DTR's hand got a little banged up last week. They lost to Arizona two weeks ago. They, I mean, honestly, you're not supposed to have another game after that rivalry game against USC, you know, unless it's a Pac-12 title game. That's the end of the season, big one. And now you got to go on the road. I know Cal stinks, but I just wonder if UCLA has anything left. Their defense sucks. DTR's banged up. I just, I mean, I would lean Cal plus 10 here and even might even look at the money line. I just, I'm really worried that the music's over for UCLA. Uh, Gators lose in Nashville. Woo. I mean, people try to sell this Billy Napier thing. And, and listen, I'm not telling, I'm not saying that everybody's wrong, but woof. now they got to go to Tallahassee. Uh, Mike Norvell's kind of got it going. Uh, got in a position of, 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 uh, a little bit of leverage at this point. Mike, his, his name might pop up in a couple of coaching searches. Uh, Norvell and nine and the Knowles a nine and a half point favorite over the Gators Friday night. This one I've just been back and forth on, and there here's my two skills of logic. One of them is like Florida was looking ahead, and you got to think they'll fight harder against Florida State. But and nine and a half is a lot in the rivalry game. But then the other side of it is Florida State's licking their chops to beat the hell out of the Gators. And the thing Florida State's really got going is they hadn't had a good offensive line in like eight or ten years. Now they do with Jordan Travis. They got a good running game going. They got a lot of momentum. I mean, if they get a chance to run it up on Florida, you know they're going to step on their throat. But I still just don't want to lay nine and a half because it's just so much in a rivalry game. I mean, Richardson could come out and play a good game and keep them in it. So, like I'm over giving you a long-winded answer where I just really don't know. You like the over 58? Ooh, I, I, could, I could see that. Yeah. Okay. All right, the Saturday games, the big one, of course, Michigan-Ohio State, huge playoff implications. Uh, the Wolverines getting seven and a hook, seven and a half at Ohio State. Michigan's a plus 245 money line if you're, uh, if you're Willie on the, uh, on the Wolverines. I like Ohio State in this game a good bit. Uh, I think Vegas made a definitive statement putting that line out over seven. They're baiting people to take Michigan. Corum, the Michigan running back's banged up. I think he's going to try to go, but who knows? 
uh, how effective he'll be. And, you know, last year, Michigan, two things. Michigan ran it down Ohio State's throat. They still got a great offensive line. But Michigan also had Aiden Hutchinson and other just elite pass rushers that they don't have this year. And I think Ohio State's defense has improved under Jim Knowles some. I don't think that – you know, I'm, I'm not saying they're going to stop the Michigan running game, but I don't think it'll be like what happened in the second half last year. And I, I've got Ohio State winning something like 38-24 by two touchdowns here. Yeah, Michigan State, the Penn State, real disappointing season for Mel Tucker. Uh, a lot of James Franklin kind of rumblings out there about what he might want to do. Maybe he wants to get back to the South. I've heard that. He wants to get out West. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. Penn State it feels like it's run its course at Penn State and that AD this is gone, that higher, you know, there's a different AD now. It just feels like it's stale, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Michigan State's just not good enough to pull that no. off, I don't think. The money line's 750, so it's like, ah, come on. I kind of I might take Michigan State in the points just because 18's a lot, but I, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't feel great. Uh, Michigan State they did win at Illinois and that was a good win, but they have been disappointing this year. It's been a big step back for them. I, I do think the Franklin thing though. I think that I think it's time for something different at Penn State. I know they're. I mean, he's settled in. He's that third or fourth best team in the Big Ten every year, but they just can't break through it. Uh, South Carolina coming off that huge win over Tennessee. The playing stormed the field, got fined, the whole deal. They head to Clemson. Clemson, Clemson's Clemson, man. Uh, 14 and a half point favorite. They're, they're, they're playing to, you know, they're going to go to the ACC title game. They're not winning the national championships. Weird spot. Big opportunity for Shane Beamer gets 14 and a half points. The money line's 470, but. Gamecocks, not a good team away from home very much. My instincts are going off that Clemson's about to beat them by four touchdowns in this game. Uh, I just think, like, South Carolina, everybody's going to talk themselves into South Carolina off how Rattler played last week. And he was – I mean, he was spectacular against the Tennessee defense that fell off a cliff. And I know it was electric in Columbia, and I get all that. But Clemson's been owning this series for a while, and I think Clemson's going to – I don't know. It just the line being over 14. I think public money's gonna be on South Carolina. I, I like I like Clemson here, but kind of similar to Ohio State, Michigan. You can get Clemson at 14 or Ohio State at seven. I, I like it more. You know, that's that, that's key half point. Got uh my 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 guy Kane Womack in South Alabama can get to 10 and 2 with the win over Old Dominion in Mobile. Can they do it by more than 16? Old Dominion kind of falling off a little bit lately. Yeah, they could. Uh, I don't think Old Dominion can score many points. And South Alabama has a good defense. It's just 16 is such a high number. But I, I don't think there's any danger in South Alabama not winning the game. I mean, I think they'll win by at least 10. I don't I don't know if they'll cover, but I feel pretty good about it. Man, what a season your guy Kane's in, man. He's incredible. had a great year. He's had a great year. I'm super, super happy. Yeah, I mean, 10 and 2 at South Alabama. I know, man. and he's got 21 of 22 starters coming back. Dang. Yeah, they're a team to watch next year. Good for him, man. Love to see it. Uh, Georgia laying 35 against Georgia Tech. God, what a big number, huh? It just sucks that Georgia Tech's so bad. Like, they're just horrible. I mean, Georgia can kind of win as bad as they want, you know, is the thing. Uh, I don't see how Georgia Tech can score. I mean, even though they just won at North Carolina, it's crazy it's 35 after they just beat a top-10 team on the road. Or t- I know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I – Damn, 35. I can't – I mean, I'll, I'm never going to lay 35 in a rivalry game. Are you, you – I, I don't know if I'm talking myself into Georgia. Can they score 10 points? I don't know how. Uh, not, it depends on whether Georgia's completely checked in or whether Georgia's thinking ahead. Just, I mean, they hate Georgia. They always are checked they in. They do. Kirby, Kirby gets ready for this game. Yeah, I and mean, this game's – you know, they, they get up for this one usually. 
Uh, Rice has sucked for a while, and and my guy Tyler's made money on betting against them. Fourteen uh, point favorite, four point fourteen point dog at North Texas. Can North Texas cover fourteen against the Owls? North Texas is playing to go to the CUSA title game here too, so no lack of motivation. Uh, I'm not touching though. I don't. I don't have an opinion, but I, it sounds like you like North Texas a little bit, but. Yeah, I know I, Rice is Rice is bad. I don't think they're as bad as they've been the, the last few years, though. Uh, big game at the Apple Cup, Washington and Washington State. The uh, the Huskies giving two on the road at Washington State. What a game that has a chance. To I be. know that's what I was going to say about this. Was just uh, Washington Wazoo's been like quietly good. Their thing is, you think of Wazoo and you know Cam Ward's a good quarterback, the incarnate word transfer, all that. Their defense has played well. They got a good D line. Um, I mean, I guess I would slightly lean the home underdog here, but Wazoo's gotten crushed in this Apple Cup through the years. It's been really bad. This has been one-sided on Washington's end a lot. Um, so, I mean, I guess I'd take the home underdog if anybody probably staying away. Louisville and Kentucky play in Lexington. The uh, Cats giving two and a half uh, at home against Louisville. Talk about a disappointing season. Oh, woof, woof. The Kentucky thing has just been bad. Louisville, if Louisville's been so good at home, but they've been shaky on the road. If this game was at Louisville, I'd be all over Louisville by three and a half or four. But as it stands on the road, rivalry game, low over under, I mean, it just feels like a toss-up. Uh, speaking of uh, guys that we're friends with, our, our guy John Summerall at Troy uh, heads to Arkansas State. A win puts them at 10-2. and 10-2 and wow. two at Troy in year one for John Summerall. A future SEC coach, I'm just telling you. Don't know if the future's now. It's probably not. It's probably a couple years down the road. But Man. What, a, what a job. They go to Arkansas State laying 13 and a half. Man, uh, I, 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 it's just incredible to me. He's playing for 10 wins. And I, Butch Jones isn't working out at Arkansas State. Uh, he's apparently a champion of life. He's not, not working there in Jonesboro. I, I I think Troy will win. I just I never like laid thirteen and a half on the road. I'll, I'll be honest. You know a lot more about this game than I do. Uh, let's see. Uh, Auburn and Alabama, the Iron Bowl. Auburn getting twenty two and uh, Cadillac Williams is coaching finale there against Nick Saban and the Tide. I, look, I don't know if Auburn can win by any stretch of the imagination, but Bama hadn't been blowing anybody out all year, and I mean the over under is only forty nine. I mean I. Look, Bama will probably win by a couple of touchdowns, but I think Auburn's going to play their hearts out and fight. The only thing on the Auburn side is the passing game so bad. They're one-dimensional, and that worries me greatly. But I'm still taking the 22 here. It's just too much in a rivalry game. And I just – I mean, I feel like these Alabama spreads have just been so inflated all year, and I still think that. This is not – you know, I mean, they're, they're obviously a great team, but they're not what we're used to. Uh, the Battle of Oregon. Oregon goes to Oregon State. Oregon giving three points on the road at Oregon State. I like Oregon State a lot in this game. Oregon State's tough as nails at home. They're playing against nine and three. They're extremely physical. They run the ball. And I know Oregon had a huge win over Utah last week, but their offense wasn't the same when Bo Nix can't use his legs because he's injury. He's immobile. And if he can't run, they lose that, that part of the offense. It's not good for him. I think Oregon State gets this thing done, wins this game. Uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin, the Gophers, Gophers killed me last week against Iowa. I had Gophers and they were driving down. They're going to kick a field goal and win it. And then interception, Iowa gets the field goal. Uh, feels like a weird spot for the Gophers having to go to Wisconsin coming off that loss. Wisconsin, um, played fairly well since the coaching change. They're laying three and a half. 
I got I, these Big Ten games like this. I just I literally would be lying to you if I I just I have no idea. I mean, these games are like low scoring with these small spreads, and it's just who the hell knows. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Uh, let's see, uh, kind of searching a little bit for some other college games of interest. LSU goes to Texas A&M. The Tigers lay in 10. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either because the thing is, like, our natural instincts are to think when you see an LSU A&M game, you're like, well, A&M should have a lot of pride and come out and fight at home. Them and LSU is kind of a pseudo rivalry. They fight recruit. None of these A&M players give a damn about any of that. All these A&M five-star kids are figuring out where they're playing next year. There's no pride left in A&M. You see that effort against UMass? And while we're at it, have you ever seen anything more hilarious than AM announcing there were 90,000 fans at that game when there might have been 12 last week? Yeah. They announced an attendance of 90,177 people. You're not, you're not tricking anybody. Just don't say it's, I, it's just funny. You know, just AM's like the best. Don't say like, it out loud. Just don't announce an attendance. Just when people go, Joe announced an attendance, go, no, we didn't. Yeah, but I just don't think AM and LSU's got tons of momentum. You know, that's a night game. They're going to come in fired up. I, I know LSU will win. I just – I don't see A&M having the heart to fight. I really don't. I don't either. I kind of like it. Um, I'll tell you a game I love. Please talk me out of it because I love it a lot. Um, and last week I loved the game that was dead wrong. Uh, Notre Dame plus five and a half at SC. SC coming off that big win over UCLA. But, boy, that defense, shaky. And uh, Notre Dame's getting a little better, playing a little better. Notre Dame can play some defense against SC. Notre Dame getting five and a half on the road. And I don't hate it. 
No, you're kind of like I was back and forth on this one, and your convictions got me. I mean, I, I'll always say when in doubt, I'll lean the dog. But you mentioned, remember all the heat on Marcus Freeman at the end of the year? What he's won eight and one in his last nine. I know, and 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 look good doing it. And they're physical too. Yeah. I USC, it's funny. I mean, you can tell it. It's Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma out out west. I mean, they unbelievable offense. They even have the same quarterback. Can't stop anybody. I mean, it's the same. It's like literally like the the Pac-12 version of that Oklahoma run. It's the same thing. Uh, I'm kind of leaning Notre Dame in the points, too. I mean, USC locked, you know, they locked up playing in the Pac-12 title game last week. Oh, and, I don't hate the money line on this. Yeah, no, you kind of, like I said, I was unsure on it, and your conviction kind of got me thinking more about it and leaning Notre Dame. I got to be honest. Uh, Tennessee and Vandy, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something insane. I don't hate the money line here. Oh, I don't either. Vanderbilt, I don't think it's insane. What's Tennessee? Tennessee, what do they have left? Of, you want to talk about one game killing somebody's season? I mean, you're playing for a playoff. You allow 63 points, and your Heisman Trophy uh, candidate quarterback tears his ACL. I mean, what is there to come back from? I know they can't stand losing to Vandy because they're in Tennessee. and They're, they're human, man. Back, I don't think they're Joe human. Milton, their backup quarterback, is not good. I do not trust him. We and saw him play a lot against Ole Miss last year. Yeah, hadn't played all year. I mean, I, I, I don't think he's good. And the other thing, you're taking Tennessee. Did you see that defense last week? They can't stop anybody. Look, I don't – I mean, I'm taking Vandy in the 14. I might sprinkle the money line. I don't hate it. They've got a shot. And, and if Vandy beats Kentucky, Florida, and Tennessee three weeks in a row, you want to talk about a story. Wow. Oh, my guy, Clark Lee. Man. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas Tech, Sooners, dude, and they got to go to Lubbock. Texas Tech's pretty good at home, and they get, they're, they're getting two. Not a, not a terrible spot to go to go uh, Red Raiders. I like I'm, I'm You just said it. Texas Tech all year has been good at home and horrible on the road. I don't trust Oklahoma laying points on the road here. They just had a big rivalry week. When they have played better down the stretch since Gabriel came yeah. back from that injury, but I, I, I still think I'd lean Texas Tech here at anyone, but probably staying away. Kansas State can get to the Big 12 title game with the win over Kansas. Uh, they got to lay 11 and a half, but it's at home in Manhattan, and you know they'd love to pop them and, and go into the Big 12 game with momentum. This is one of those games where it almost feels like it looks too easy, but, like, Kansas has – their run defense is atrocious. They're giving up, like, three or 400 yards routinely on the ground. They're playing the wrong team to not be able to stop the run. I can tell you that. Deuce Vaughn and K-State's other running backs really exploded. They got a great running game. They're playing for the Big 12 title. They're playing a rivalry game. I mean, I like Kansas State. All right, let's go to the NFL slate. Three Thanksgiving Day games. We've got uh, the first one, as always, Detroit at home. They're getting 10 at home against the Buffalo Bills on uh, Thanksgiving kind of morning, midday right there. What do you think? Uh, look, that's too many points. Detroit's won three in a row. Playing well, uh, I, I'm going to take Detroit in the ten here. It's just that y'all always hear me on pro football when it gets to ten. I mean, I'm looking underdog all. Yeah, time. I'm with you. This one's almost at ten. Uh, Giants go to Dallas. Dallas looked like the best team in the world against uh, Minnesota last week. We got the Giants coming in. Uh, Giants coming off a, a, a difficult loss to the Lions. Giants though getting nine and a half. Uh, I, I'm leaning the Giants. I just think there's too many points. I mean, I know Dallas is a way better team, but not like you're getting to a point. This is a division rivalry game. You're getting nine and a half. Giants are a well-coached football team. I think they can run the ball good enough to stay in this game. So, 
I mean, it's just too many points, I think. So I'm taking, I mean, do the Giants get up seven, nothing. You're probably covering. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, Patriots uh, getting three coming off that win over the Jets. They go to Minnesota to play a, a Vikings team that has to feel. It's had to be an interesting short week. They had to feel like they really uh, got embarrassed in Dallas. Uh, Minnesota giving three at home against New England in the primetime game. It's one of those things. You know how I always say on the show, whenever you look horrible like they just did, it's like, how do you do it? But I think I'm taking Minnesota here. I just New England has so little offensive firepower this year. They're just very, very vanilla. Uh, the only problem here, Kirk Cousins in these primetime night games is what, like 1-11? It's just something. Yeah, a lot of bad history, but I think that's out of bounds back. All right, got a big line here. Houston getting 13 at Miami. Miami has looked really good, but, boy, that's a big number. That, what's crazy, like this is another one. I was wrong last week. I thought Baltimore would cover the big number. It's Carolina. They didn't. But, man, I can't take Houston here. I mean, you get 148 yards in a pro football game against Washington. Yeah. Miami at home, if two is out there, they're going to score points. And I don't see how Houston can keep up. I just don't see how. They have to win the turnover battle by two turnovers. But uh, So, I'm Miami or nothing. I mean, I just hate laying that many points. But, I, my, I mean, Miami should win 41-13, I mean, in theory. Ravens have a, a a solid defense. Their offense kind of sputtered last week. Uh, they go to Jacksonville. The Jags suck. But uh, Ravens laying four on the road at Jacksonville kind of fe feels like a weird spot. It feels weird. And so I'm Jacksonville or nothing. I'm probably nothing on it. But it just feels – it's a short line. I thought it might – should be six. Jacksonville certainly not great. But uh, I think I, I'm just – I got nothing on this game. You're right. I, I'm concerned about the Baltimore offense, though, right now. It's the, the wide receiver play is really bad. And... Uh, I, I don't think they're winning the AFC North. And we'll talk about the team I okay. think they're winning in a minute. Uh, Falcons go to Washington to play the Commanders. Commanders played okay. Uh, they, they, they lay four uh, at home against a Falcons team that beat Chicago last week. Playing okay. Falcons are okay. It's just, this, is a, this is like the okay bowl. It is a – the commanders are hot, though. I mean, they're, they were one and four. They won five out of six now. And, yeah. boy, it just shows you how much better. That team likes Haneke so much more than Wentz. It's very, very obvious. Uh, Atlanta's – I know they've been, like, okay pretty good, but it seems like they're a lot better at home than they are on the road. Yeah. You know, we saw that road effort at Carolina, and you saw the road effort at Cincinnati. So, I mean, it's got me thinking Washington or nothing. But it's, Washington just plays so many close games, though, that it's kind of hard to – you know, it's hard to lay a lot of points with them. All right, here's a game that I kind of like a side on this. Um, it's Bears and Jets. Uh, no one knows what Justin Fields' issue is. Might be out for the year. He might be day-to-day. -day. As we tape this on Tuesday, we don't know. On the other side, as we tape this on Tuesday, we don't know what Robert Sala is going to do with the Jets, the quarterback spot. Are they going to go with – Zach Wilson, who pissed them off last week in postgame. Zach Wilson was awful. They asked him, you know, do you basically what did you think of your game? And he basically said, well, it wasn't my fault, uh, you know. And that went over the way you think it would go over in an NFL locker room. The Jets can really get after the quarterback, Ben. And if it's a backup in Chicago, this might be a game where the Jets can win this thing by attrition. I don't hate Jets minus four and a half. Especially if they bench Wilson and play Flacco. Yeah. I like the Jets, too. I, I was thinking the same thing. Uh, I, I, I already was liking the Jets in this game, too. And even if Fields plays, you know he's hurt. Yeah, going to be a great game. Bengals-Titans in Nashville. Bengals laying a point and a half. Should be, a, like I said, a lot of fun to watch these two teams. 
kind of go at one another. I don't know that this is a game that I feel like betting. It's a game that I definitely feel like watching. Um, I I don't hate the Bengals, though I don't like giving a point and a half on the road. Uh, Burrow just played so well last week in Pittsburgh that it gets your, gets your attention because if he gets rolling, they're tough to beat. Yeah, the other thing, too, is it's Jamar Chase, supposedly. Uh, I don't know if he's coming back. It's either this week or next week. He's back soon. Um, I know they feel good about that. If he comes back, that's even more reason to like the Bengals. Tennessee's just – they're so good as a home underdog and underdog in these spots through the years that I hate to go against them in the spot. Um, so, because of that, it's also a rematch of that playoff game that Tannehill threw the three picks last year in Tennessee. Uh, I mean, I guess I'm Tennessee or nothing, but like you said, I mean, how confident can you be going against the hot Joe Burrow right now? I mean, that that throwing for over 400 in Pittsburgh without Jamar Chase was showing me something last and week. And without Joe Mixon in the second half, they yeah. did it anyway. I thought it was impressive. I thought it was, I thought it was so impressive. Hey, I thought, I also, you know what else you, game. you tell you what else you saw in that game is they're starting to protect him a lot better. Um, he he gets a little time, and 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 he is such a natural born leader. He's so charismatic. Uh, Broncos and Panthers. I mean, if you're watching this, God, you 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 love these teams, or you've got something in it. Denver's a two and a half point favorite in Charlotte. I, I think I like Carolina. I mean, Carolina beat Tampa, Atlanta, and New Orleans all at home. What's beat Denver? How could Denver be laying two and a half? Yeah, I mean, I, I know Carolina's bad, but they've been playing well at home and. I mean, the over-under is like the lowest one of the year in the NFL at 35 and a half. And to me, that's still three points too high. I mean, this thing's headed for 13-7. <laughs> like, this thing's going to be so bad. Yeah, it's, I, I don't know. That's such a low number, but God, yeah, you're right. Uh, Tampa heads to Cleveland. I like Cleveland plus three and a half in this game. Look, I, you know, call me crazy. But, I mean, Tom Brady and Giselle are looking to lose $600 million in this FTX scheme. He's going through a divorce and losing hundreds of millions of dollars. I know he's Tom Brady, but damn, you know, I, that's just – that's a lot to question his headspace. And this could be bad weather in Cleveland too, I would hope. And I think that would favor Cleveland too. So, uh, I'm, I'm taking – I'm leaning Cleveland plus three and a half here. Uh, all right. Uh, Raiders and Seahawks. This is one that I like. Seattle at home laying three and a half. They've had a little bit of a break since the game in Germany. Ought to be fresh. Raiders are okay, but not as good away from home as they are at home. I kind of like Seattle here. I like Seattle, too. Seattle's tough at home. They always have been. That 12th man there, they've got a great home field advantage. And like you said, they're they're off a bye, and it's only three and a half. I think they're going to win this game. Chargers go to to Arizona, laying four and a half. Chargers look pretty good. uh, Lost, but they look look good uh, at Kansas City. They go to Arizona. Might be a little bit of a letdown coming off that big game. Arizona's just erratic as hell they look they, i think this kingsbury era may be about to be over um it just feels like it's kind of i don't know it just doesn't feel like it's headed anywhere good right, you're talking about an arizona team that was nine and oh last year i believe yeah at one point um collar they think will be back but it's too early in the week to tell man you gotta give the Chargers credit they're over 500 you're talking about a team they were playing without their starting right tackle, left tackle, guard, top two receivers, and tight end, and people are trying to bag on Herbert. Like you, you name one quarterback in the NFL that could do well with that situation. One thing, the only thing I want to mention on this game is, man, if I were the Chargers, and I'm not saying Brandon Staley's a bad coach because he's not, but that's who that's the team that needs to get Sean Payton. Boy, if you get Payton with Herbert, that that that's. That's where he needs to land. That's all that's, I'm going to say. That's fascinating. Uh, well, there are another thing. The Chargers offensive coordinator right now is Joe Lombardi was the Saints quarterback's coach. They've got a lot of scheme already in play. Oh, but I just, 
I feel like Sean Payton with Herbert and that team, especially if it was them two against Reed and Mahomes, that would just be – man, that would be something. Saints go to San Francisco. It's a big line, nine and a half points. Um, Niners look good. Saints don't. But nine and a half points, a big number. Yeah, I just really worry with the Saints' offensive line injuries. About San Francisco's defensive front is so, so stout with Bosa and those guys. And I just – I mean, you got Andy Dalton out there behind a beat-up offensive line. I, I can't take New Orleans in the spot. I just can't do it. I, I know the Saints beat a, a Ram. You know, the Saints are – yeah, you're talking about four and seven, but your last two wins, the Raiders no-show, NOLA, and the Rams are like – we'll get to them in a second, but, like, they're barely even a football team at this point. You like so nine don't, and a half? Don't be fooled. The Saints haven't figured out. You, you, you think about laying nine and a half there? I, same, I have the same thing in play with the Saints and Ole Miss. Just I don't care that much about the money. I can't go okay. against my guys. All right, Rams, Rams, the Super Bowl champion Rams get <laughs> 14 and a half points at Kansas City. 14 and a half points in an NFL game involving a team that won the Super Bowl less than 12 months ago. Holy. Yeah. I just don't know if Stafford's going because he left in the third quarter and he had that concussion. I I just feel like – I know the Rams don't have any draft picks, but, like, they're just packing it in. I mean, Cup's out. They sacrificed everything they had to get Vaughn Miller and Odell Beckham, and then they lost Whitworth. They literally just shoved every chip they had in the pot. And you know what? It was worth it. It was they worth it. Super Bowl title. That's what it is. But they're catching all the backlash of it now, and they're three and seven, and they are done. done. Uh, 14 and a, if, if Stafford's out, I mean, they're going to get killed. But the only thing is, like, I mean, the Chiefs, I've seen this through, through the years with them. These kind of games, they win and don't cover a good bit. You know, That's a, it's, it's too big of a number. I wouldn't touch it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stafford plays. I almost might. Play. Oh, I can't take the Rams, though. God, they're bad. All right, here's one that I like a little bit. Help me, make me stop. I, I, I wanted to bet Colts at Eagles, I mean, Colts and Eagles last week. I, I would have covered. I, ha- I was going to get the Colts plus seven. So the Vegas odds come back and go, hey, Neil, you didn't do it last week. What about this week? Packers plus seven at Philly. I'm leaning Green Bay here. I kind of think Philly's going through like that stretch, and they got away with one in Indy last week. I was on Indy, and I, I just, I, I thought Indy should have won that game. You know, I feel like every team kind of goes through this in the NFL where the Eagles had their eight-game win streak, and now they're kind of – you know, they're, I'm not saying they're playing horrible, but they're not – you know, they're not playing their best brand of football. And Aaron Rodgers on Sunday night, you know, I think Green Bay can fight them. I don't know if Green Bay can win this game, but I'm leaning to take a touchdown. All right, then the Monday night game. We'll uh, wrap it up here with the Steelers and the Colts. You mentioned the, the Colts should have had one. It got away. They get Pittsburgh at home. I don't hate this at all. Colts minus two and a half at home against the Pittsburgh team. That They're okay. They do some good things, but young quarterback, big night on Monday night. I don't hate Indianapolis here. I like Indy here, too. They're playing hard for Saturday. Matt Ryan may not be great, but he's a lot better than Sam Ellinger. And, uh, you know, they should have beaten – they had the road win at Vegas, could have beaten Philly last week. You know that they're playing very, very hard. And just Kenny Pickett's still just so young going on the road. So, I'm on Indy with you. My, I hadn't looked at the over-under, but this might be an under. I could see this game being pretty under low. Under 39. Yeah, I could I, yeah. Yeah, I could see it. All right, uh, Ben, how can people follow you this weekend? I know there's be a lot. Well, we got a live Barstool stream uh, Thursday night. I mean, I got to be the luckiest man on the planet. I, got, I get to spend every Thanksgiving night with Brandon Walker, you know. I mean, who could really – who could ask for more in life? Uh, certainly have enjoyed the last two Egg Bowls, hoping this one goes well, like, like we said earlier. Just too many dynamics to really – 
feel like super confident about this one. Um, but yeah, Thanksgiving night live stream. Uh, I'm, we got Black Friday Barstool 20% off all our merch. It's a huge deal up here. If you're a Barstool fan, please support it. That's one of the biggest things of the year uh, for us for that. And uh, I'm kind of, to be honest, Neil, I know it's Thanksgiving week, but this, I hate to sound like this is another week for me, but like, you know, I'm up here with the Egg Bowl. I'm not with family. I'll be back with my family for the holidays, for Christmas. We got the Black Friday deal, live streams. I mean, it's kind of like a work week up here, but, you know, I'm lucky to have it. So, well, Benjamin, appreciate you doing this. Uh, I'm, one of the things I'm thankful for is our friendship and you doing oh, absolutely each and every week. So thanks so much for doing it. Hope you have a great weekend, and I look forward to talking to you next week, preview the championships and another week in the NFL. Sounds good, Neil. Thanks again for having me. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.